Um, Wait, let me get my yawn out. Oh my who, God. Heather, do you want to do the sort of like James Welcome to Foulmouth part? We always record a, uh, an intro later, but we'll, we'll we'll we just sort of do one off the cuff anyway. James. Welcome to Foul Mouths. <laughs> Jesus. The James. decibel. I was not prepared for that level of enthusiasm. Sorry. Sorry. No one was prepared I can, for that. I can just pull it out because I have to force my emotions all day with, with, act, me. with baby James. <laughs> with her family. Like when he's freaking out. And I'm like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Let's do a diaper change. <laughs> Uh, Do you need a diaper change, James? <laughs> am, I, am I on the wrong podcast? Holy shit. Is it still 2020? What is life? Where's my mind? Bowmouth Podcast. It's a we're back with another episode of Foul Mouths Podcast. I like how we have to keep saying we're back because we don't release an episode for like two years. Well, regardless, for this episode, episode 21, we have Biggest Week Guide and Twitcher to the Stars, James Muller. We were going to talk about the biggest week in American birding, but that was just way too fucking depressing. So instead, we bring you a how-to guide on chasing birds and your dreams. So get that bird app bag packed, take your trucker speed, and get ready for episode 21 with James Muller. James, when did you start birding? Who are you? Where are you from? What's going on? Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. Uh, I started birding at the turn of the millennium. Uh, in the year 2000. The amazing year. In the year 2000. 2000. Thank you, Heather. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, that year we, my family, moved into a new house. I was 12 at the time. And the house that we moved into had a bird feeder in the backyard from the previous owners. So I'd already been like kind of outdoorsy in general like bugs were more my thing but i just like being outside all the time um so i told my mom i want to fill up this bird feeder and she got me the the grocery store blend that i (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like it's like the one full of the red seeds yeah it it did it had the red ones in there um but there were a couple sunflower seeds Mm -hmm. which is key eventually um, because after the, the torrent of house sparrows kind of became something I was used to, um, which if you don't know that they're invasive and murder bluebirds and stuff like that, they're kind of fun, um, <laughs> social, uh, I don't know, dynamism. They like fight with each other and squabble and all that good stuff. Wait, um, they kill bluebirds or they just take over their houses? You didn't know this? No. They take over the houses by murdering the occupants. Jesus fuck. Yeah, they're they're not good. They like peck them to death? <laughs> they yeah. do take over the houses 
by murdering the occupants. Oh my god. They'll kill the adult birds, they'll kill chicks, they'll smash eggs, the whole gamut. I guess this is why Matt doesn't feel bad about, like, smashing sparrow eggs. Yeah. No. Mm. Okay. He does more than eggs. He does more than eggs. <laughs> he's just, he plucks he them out of the air with chopsticks <laughs> and then just yeah. decapitates yeah. them with the same chopstick all in, in the same gesture. Matt Bell, sparrow murderer. Matt Bell. What? All right, back to you, James. I'm sorry. That was just bluebird. No. Bluebird Matt. murder is not a topic that that this show has covered yet. So this is really good. This is hot news. Man, I bring so much to the table. Yeah, We're gonna have you, you back. Do. It's beautiful. <laughs> I have better people you can talk to about bluebird murder. Um, oh my god. Can we have their numbers right now? No. If you want. Um, but aren't <laughs> but aren't bluebirds like twice as big as sparrows? No. no. If you if you look at them side by side, they're about the same size. Wow. I guess I had it all. House I don't... sparrows are, are bigger. Like, you kind of tend to lump sparrows in as small birds. Yeah. If you look at, like, a house sparrow mm-hmm. next to a field sparrow. Or yeah. a chipping sparrow. Or a chipping sparrow. Yeah, the right. chipping sparrow is, like, itty-bitty. Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess I've never really seen a bluebird next to a house sparrow and really thought deeply about the murder. I've literally never seen a bluebird next to a house sparrow, and I think I now know why. Yeah. Yeah. They're They're mortal enemies. Yeah. They're just, like, glaring at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. So so the house sparrows came, and you're like, all right. Yeah. So the house sparrows, you know, they chew through the millet mix, and they were fun to watch. So I'd actually sit on the porch sometimes and just watch the house sparrows do their thing. And every now and then we'd get a house finch, which embarrassingly now I just thought were like another sparrow that happened to be red. Um, I never really looked into it further than that. Um, The one thing though that happened that kind of pushed me down the road to where I am now is a a male goldfinch popped up one day just out of nowhere onto the speeder and I was just blown away I was like what the hell is that um and I actually uh this was this was way back when in 2000 so I actually went to the library and checked out this little like Birds of Ohio book and just started flipping through it. And I found the goldfinch, so I knew what it was at that point. But in flipping through that, I was like, oh my God, like it's a Birds of Ohio book. So I'm like, these are around here, these are around here. Um, I remember Cedar Waxwing was one. I was like, that's awesome. I wanna see that, Um, you know, redheaded woodpecker mm-hmm. so some of these were just so incredible that i was like well i think i need to get more feeders so i ended up with this insane feeder setup after a while yes. uh, <laughs> feeders i used feeders. to like do yard work for all of my relatives Aww. to fund the bird seed um i just saw a, a meme today that that showed a picture of a kid mowing a lawn and said it was the GoFundMe of two of like two thousand or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, that's true. It was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
That's adorable. Yeah. That's so fucking wholesome. You're like going to the library and getting books and then like mowing lawns, fueling yeah. your bird feeder, helping your parents buy school supplies. <laughs> no, um, that's that's not true. Um, no, it's funny though. It's funny though because while I really think it's amazing the like how many young birders there are now, mm -hmm. because back then, like I was the weird bird kid. Yeah. Um, now, well, like there's a lot of young birders and it seems like they take a totally different route and it's a lot of, um, you know, pretty high end camera equipment. Oh yeah. Um, and social media and mm -hmm. it's learning that way. Um, I didn't like none of that existed and I don't feel like it yeah. was that long ago. Um, but it, it just didn't. So like, I still remember having to stalk down a blue wing warbler because I heard its song and was like, what is that? And I knew it's not something I've ever heard before. And I had no idea what kind of bird it was. Um, so I still remember like tracking it all through these woods until I got to like this big row of shrubs, which is, you know, now I know exactly where it should be and just sitting there because they don't exactly like tee up and sing that way. So I sat there for like a half an hour just listening, you know, every 30 seconds I'd hear this weird like snoring kind of sound. And then uh, eventually it, it popped up for like a split second and I saw the little mask and then, you know, I actually had to go and flip through the whole book. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of like a warbler. So um, yeah, I was like, okay, blue wing warbler. It's, we're so spoiled by the app now. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's yeah. Just, and even just being able to like record that sound on your phone and yep. play it back for some more um, experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you imagine like, what would you have even recorded that on in like the nineties or even 2000? Like he would have been walking yeah. around with one of those tape recorders on <laughs> like your literally hip a and tape one of those recorder. Yeah, and a giant well, fucking like a, a parabolic, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a mic with a parabolic I think, shield. I think you probably could have, um, you know, if you were serious about it, I, I think you could have gotten like, like a Walkman. Yeah, I think you could have gotten something that would record onto an SD card. At that point, there were no SD cards then, James. Two thousand. Two thousand. You might have paid like a hundred twenty dollars <laughs> for it, but. I'm know. trying to think like I had zip disks in like 2003 that were like $40 a piece. Well, let's not bore everyone. And it was like 100 I megabytes. I know. <laughs> I could talk about the technology Whatever. like all like that could be its own podcast. But no, it's true. It's crazy how just from I mean, you think of the year 2000 as like, I don't know, 10 years ago, but it's fucking 2020. It was 20 yeah. years ago and the technology is just rapidly changed. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that's just starting doesn't understand like how hard it was 20 years ago for anybody. I mean, I don't, I didn't exist. I wasn't a birder back then. Like, no. how, I started like, when there was carrying. You had to fucking carry a guidebook. You had to like <laughs> yep. recognize that you a had blue to be winged able to warbler read. singing. Yeah, but no, like recognizing that a blue-winged warbler song was actually a bird because they don't really sound like fucking yeah, birds. Right, like, they sound like bugs. You know, 
Yeah, they really kind of do. Like, uh, if it's the right time of year, it could be a frog. It could be fucking anything. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. people don't understand. Like, that's <laughs> it's fucking hilarious to hear it uh, like explained this way <laughs> and by somebody who's younger than me, no less. So, yeah, and like I, I, I've told adults, like people who can vote, I've been birding your entire life. Which is horrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes me feel so old. Um, it just gets worse, dude. Just gets, I'm just gonna just change so the, the story I just told at some point and be like, "Yeah, so I got my bicycle and hmm. you know strapped my phonograph to the back." Of it. <laughs> it's just it, it's so crazy. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I see like 17 year olds running around with, you know. 400 millimeter lenses now um yeah Whoa. part of me feels like they're cheating but part of me feels so like you cool. live in a really nice neighborhood rich neighborhood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i don't have that lens that's fine yeah. i'm not jealous I, I still don't um uh, no i mean i don't see a lot of them but there's a few there's a few it's uh, like it's starting to feel like us like wearing hello fellow Teen birder t-shirts. Hello, <laughs> teen birder. Luckily, if you if you look at like average, you know, demographics, I still like most people lump me in with like the young birders. So that's all right. Enjoy it now. Yeah, soon you'll Enjoy be old. The end is nigh. Whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. Come sooner than you so, think. You won't. You won't even notice it. You'll just wake up one day, what? white hair. So was the, was the goldfinch your spark bird? Is that? Yeah, yeah. The goldfinch is what set me on the like bird watching journey. So it was a lot of like refining my feeder setup and hoping that like more cool birds would come to my feeders. Hmm. Um, and a lot did, and. I started keeping like a life list and that sort of thing. And uh, when we do like family camping trips, I'd start, you know, looking for birds on those. Um, but I wasn't really birding yet. And did I you have Bushnells? I did. Mm -hmm. I was, I, yeah. I it's funny how bad. like the word Bushnell has become ubiquitous with like first binoculars. Yep. I think every single guest we've talked to refers to like either like, yeah. I mean, I hate that it's sometimes used as a pejorative. Right. You know, <laughs> because like honestly, Heather and I have like a 40 pound pair. Of oh, at Bushnells, least 60 pounds. Like, yeah. That are sitting over there that were our first like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're doing all this like birding and looking around. Like, let's, let's get a pair of binoculars and. Yeah. That's our that's our canoeing pair now, because yeah. we figure if if we're gonna have anything end up at the bottom of the river, <laughs> that's fair. I guess we're not gonna get like Bushnell sponsorship. No, now, we're not. So no. we can just. Let go. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's cool that I mean you have to have an entry level, you know, set of specs. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. Nikon's not producing like forty dollar binoculars, so. No. Someone's got to do it. Well, I think actually at some point I won a pair. So my first 
pair of binoculars was like something that we had lying around the house. And, um, you know, that was good enough for watching bird feeders. And then I think I wrote an article in some birding magazine and I, I won a pair of binoculars and used those for a while. And I don't know, I broke a couple pairs before I ended up buying, I think I, I think I dropped 200 bucks on a pair of Bushnells, which that I, I still remember at the point that I bought them, it was like an enormous sum of money. It um, still is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that still, was... I, I still haven't spent that much on binoculars. I was going to so. say, <laughs> I was going to say, but what, one, Sean knows all about breaking binoculars. Two, uh, <laughs> you must be making some mad IT money. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, he's doing all, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. <laughs> I think if, I think if you're leading like biggest week tours, you can afford to buy a nice pair of binoculars. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I'm not running around with Suarez. He's like that. As soon as you get the gold hat, you have to have the matching gold binoculars. Yeah, guys, they give yeah. you the gold hat I and get the it. check for fifty grand. What's the problem? <laughs> Oh, I want that sweet bird money so bad. I don't think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. All right. Um, I don't want to pull us off this binocular kick we're on because this is good, but um, I know you had a, a brief sort of falling away from birding during college, as happens. Yeah. You go to college, you experiment with other things like not birding. <laughs> yeah. But then... I... <laughs> <laughs> but then you returned. Yep, it's true. Tell us about it. Were you just, were you just doing a lot of peyote? <laughs> no, no, that'd be a Salvia. <laughs> that'd be a better story. No, I actually, um, I did just a ridiculous amount of stuff in college. So I double majored um, in in philosophy and criminology, um, oh. and then I also worked like 20 to 25 hours a week at the school's IT help desk. Hmm. And I was also the captain of our ultimate Frisbee team. Uh. <laughs> oh, so you're smoking weed. Uh -huh. I see. Okay. I gonna say, no, and then no, hacky sack, the hacky sack group. I was also an RA. Oh, uh, so you were like, you have a George Foreman grill. You like I'm gonna have to take that away. Mm -hmm. That literally happened. There were. Uh -huh. <laughs> I I was that person. I was the person Did with the George take Foreman grill. <laughs> Heather's George Foreman grill. Um, yes. Well, we went to college like twelve years apart, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, these kids though. Um, so somebody, I like stepped out of my room and immediately smelled like deliciousness. It does not belong <laughs> in a dorm room. And then some kid comes rolling down the hall with like a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> like a kebab. He, like, he oh sees God. me and he stops. And his <laughs> his uh, his response is to just insert the whole thing into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he right. ate the evidence. God, I fucking <laughs> loved college. I loved so, college so much. So like it's it's one hallway. So you know, I just walked around until I realized where the smell's coming from. And <laughs> you're like the nose nose. <laughs> yeah. And I like knock on the door and I hear all the like, oh shit, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they open up the door and I'm like, are you guys grilling in here? And you're like, no. <laughs> Why are you? And then you rephrased. You're like, are you George Foreman grilling in here? They're like, yes. Yeah. No, I was just like, guys, I, I, you know, I was like, cut the shit. Where's the grill? <laughs> they pull it out from under their bed. I'm like, are you trying to kill everyone? Like, that's how I would start a fire is I'd put a grill underneath a bed and light it up. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. So you were a narc, me. but it's, you know. I was. Yeah. That's where my time went in college, though. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of narking to do. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. nonstop. Yeah, I bet. Um, I had an enormous uh, issue as well of not having a car, so. Mm. Oh, yeah, so. Reverting prospects um, yeah. quite a bit. But um, after college, the IT job that I had on campus uh, turned into a real IT job um, that when I first started it, um, I sat down day one in this beige cubicle. Yeah. And, you know, I looked around it. And was just like, all right, I'm really excited to have this job, but I have to make sure that when I leave here, I'm doing something um, so that my day isn't just, you know, beige cubicle and couch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was like, you are very intelligent for your age. Like you're wise beyond your years. Cause man, I just... <laughs> I just drink. I would get home. <laughs> I would just drink <laughs> and watch episode after episode of Scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm so fucking depressed. And it's like, yeah, of course, because you're in a fucking cubicle all day doing fucking soul sucking work. Yeah. 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 It's, uh... It pays well, but fuck. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually, I was like, you know, um, I should I should start doing more birding. Um, so I went and joined the state's Facebook group. So there's like a Birding Ohio Facebook group. So I joined that. And then I also got onto eBird and started like playing around with the alerts, getting mm -hmm. those set up and Oh man, when the first alert came through, I was like, I didn't even know. I mean, I've been, I don't know, bird cognizant for quite a while at this point, uh, probably about 10 years. Um, and <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that some of these birds were not just in Ohio, but pretty common and within like a few miles of me. So. Uh, it escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> this is how you become as well. This is how you become a chaser, right? Because I feel like the same thing happened to Sean. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, that that also though ended up being 
a really good snowy owl invasion year as well mm. so you know that's that's something that kind of always held me back a little bit was like winter birding mm -hmm. like i don't really want to go out so much in the winter oh yeah um, i don't and that changed real fast when i found out there were snowy owls all over the place mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean it went it went uh went downhill pretty fast from that <laughs> in a good way yeah so somewhere between narking on kids with grills in the dorm mm -hmm. and leading big week tours you also caught the fever enough to start twitching yes and chasing yes and you've gone all over you have a bug out bag and it's full of like well is it a bird out bag yeah and it's full of bird seed <laughs> and like astronaut nappies so you don't have to stop to use restrooms this is like scott's favorite freaking thing <laughs> to like pull out like yeah that astronaut, what, astronaut lady nappies? had such an impact on your jokes for the next <laughs> the rest of your life <laughs> Dude, like, I you don't it's... even know how often that comes up. Like Look, that... I've literally been thinking about it because we have to drive for six hours down to Pennsylvania yeah. to see my folks coming up. And I'm like, how can we do this without stopping and having to so use a restroom? So he's been talking about astronaut nappies. No, I haven't been talking about it. I ordered them on Amazon. <laughs> no, They're you... on the way. No, you didn't. James has diapers, and we have astronaut <laughs> nappies. And it's going to be fine. <laughs> and we're going to be in Pennsylvania before you know it. And you can just pee anytime you want. <laughs> I'm like looking at him because he's been talking about this so much that I'm like, are you joking right now? I'm not. Bef can we just, how about this? For anybody listening that has no fucking idea what we're talking about, what what is twitching? What is chasing? Like twitching is like a bird word, birding word, but you know, what, it, what does it mean overall? Yeah. So um, twitching is actually like, a British birding word. I was going to say, our, our Scottish um, bot listener will know all about twitching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of made it into the American birders lexicon, but we say chase, I think, more often. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I think they're kind of used interchangeably. Um, but in general, like twitching or chasing, it means that you're taking a trip somewhere where you're specifically aimed at finding one bird. So you get an alert from wherever you get alerts from, um, you know, maybe the Scottish bot helps you out, <laughs> you know, where there's some bird worth chasing. Um, and, you know, it's one that you want to go see. Um, so that's kind of what separates it from it, like a, a normal birding trip. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different from when you're like, well, I'm going to take a week of vacation and go and bird Arizona, where you have, you know, a bunch of targets and a bunch of places you want to go. A Twitch is, this bird just showed up. It's in my range. I'm going to go get this bird. And if I don't get it, then this trip is a failure. 
<laughs> that's that's a real part of it. Uh, they're they're sounds tyrants. like every time I leave the house. <laughs> yeah, that's just upsetting. a just a failure. That's upsetting. <laughs> well, look, he's really hard on himself. I can tell. I'm yeah. just no, I'm I'm hard on the birds. He they're is all, actually. All... It's true. You're really hard on the fucking birds. Like, and I'm paranoid, and they're all against me. Well, that's why you can't just be a twitcher, right? You can't just be a chaser, because yeah, there'd be a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's yeah. your What's your like? Um, what's your success rate? Like, heading Ooh. out. Like, let's let's define a, a geographical sort of extent. Like, you you have to be driving more than an hour. For this to count like what's your success rate yeah i would think to call it a twitch mm-hmm. it would have to be more than an hour okay um whoa <laughs> oh right you're well, that's right i you're... forgot you're in connecticut yeah we can't drive an hour without being out of the state or in the ocean <laughs> yeah. the... 10 minutes the and we're in the ocean yeah yeah so there's some good that's the sound the of our ocean. car driving underwater. If anyone was like wondering yeah. what that was supposed to be, um, that's right. You're young, you're not married, mm-hmm. so twitch away. All right, right. so fuck success rate. Yeah, um, I feel like it's pretty high. Um, I I'm not sure I could give you like a percentage, but. I think it's probably above 70%. Oh, that's good. Well, a lot of that is, you know, you kind of have to kind of have to know if it's, you know, a a smart twitch or a dumb twitch. So you mean if you're not, if you're being strung? Well, there's that. Um, But also, you know, some birds are just, and a lot of times like some groups of birds are much more likely to stick around right. than others. So there's some of that, like, you know. Um, or if it's like a rail or something, like are you really going to drive over an hour to maybe hear something? Right, yeah, that's a good example. Um, but there's like, um, I'm trying to think of good examples. A uh, fork-tailed flycatcher is like a notorious bird or just showing up and then disappearing in like 20 minutes and never being seen again. Um, they have access to another dimension. Mm-hmm. Yes. The bird Clearly. dimension. That's what the tail's for. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've learned something new every day. Shit. Yeah. It just, this they is... flare that tail and it rips a hole in space and time. In fabric of space time. This is why we do this podcast. Yeah. We talk to people who know more things about yeah. things than we do. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's you got a long expose. Birding astrophysics. So so what is in the, the bird out bag? Um, so the bird out bag, um, typically I have a... So I, I tend to keep like a lot of stuff more in my car than just like one bag. Um, so like I always have, you know, scope, muck boots in my car, but I do have a bag that has like, has one like warmer layer. Um, so it's a down vest. Um, there's a raincoat in there. Um, I have like a small first aid kit and some toiletries. So um, 
most notably like contact case oh yeah solution um yeah. and then usually a change of clothes too um i don't really for most of the the chases that i do i don't usually need a lot more than that um have you needed you... to use the first aid kit uh <laughs> i don't think are so are you just into safety I am. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've been, yeah, I was, I was a boy scout. For oh, a while. this um, is amazing. And I, I did a lot of backpacking. I still do a, a little bit of backpacking. So um, I've always kind of been a light packer and like, I've but, always been, I, I've got, a, I've got a little bit of like a, a prepper streak in me. Yeah. <laughs> so does Scott. So, That's Scott's, Scott's kind of had like, He's been able to like fully, well, not fully express because we don't have an extra freezer right now, but he's been able to express that sort of, you know, um, God, the word just fell out of my head. One, one Prepper. Doesn't, Prepper. One, one doesn't prep with an extra freezer. Yeah. It requires, <laughs> it requires a Rubbermaid uh, for waterproofness. Is... You can't count on electricity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we're talking so just... about dried greens and You're beans. just hoarding canned peaches and black beans? You've you've pretty much got it all wrong, Sean. <laughs> no, black beans for sure, but a lot of Goya um a lot of like Goya. It's not going to cut it. I'll I'll cover this on my on my prepping podcast later on this week. <laughs> Sounds good. It's like you, it's like you want to get eaten by zombies. <laughs> hey this is, this is all i got sean embraces his zombie overlords and sean has one roll of toilet paper and he yeah. doesn't care he doesn't give a fuck that's no. fine come yeah. get me there's um come. yep come and get yeah. me so, <laughs> so um so yeah i i uh i have a couple other things that like i'll tend to grab before I go. Um, so I actually have, a, it's called a, a, it's a sleeping bag liner. So it's not insulated or anything. It's like, um, it's just like a, a big nylon bag, essentially. Um, <laughs> and it's really thin. So it won't like keep you super warm. Um, but what I actually do is like spray it with permethrin um mm -hmm. which you can put on your clothes you can put on pretty much anything and it's mm -hmm. an insect repellent mm -hmm. but it also just like straight up kills bugs yeah so like you can spray it on your socks and you can watch ticks die when they like crawl up your socks from this stuff and uh anyway so i've sprayed the sleeping bag liner with permethrin and then if I have to sleep in a hotel that I feel like might be sketchy, like I can nice. like, oh, put that in. Jesus, nice. man, fucking being a Boy Scout really preps you for Fortune life. Fortune favors the prepared, Heather. Bed bugs I, be damned. I'm yeah. I'm like a very like granola person. Like I don't really like to use insecticides or sprays or anything like that as if I can avoid it. But when I went to Vietnam, you sure bet that I fucking sprayed everything with that stuff. Yeah. D yeah. D one thousand. Yeah. 
Heather's whipping out the DDT down there. Yeah. yeah. I was like, do not fuck. You just don't fuck. She with just you. had a plane flying overhead, spraying it wherever she was going. <laughs> just hold your breath for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, and that doesn't take up much space. No. So, um, That's smart. A lot of little things like that that I tend to just kind of have, you know, together. Um, and then, you know, if it's, if it's uh, somewhere real specific that I know I'm going to be dealing with, I don't know, like malaria. Well, I don't know about that, but like, I was thinking just like extreme cold or something. Oh yeah. I'd throw in some extra layers and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so how often do you, do you probably like twitch during the year? Like what's the average you think? Um, usually like three or four, okay. um, sometimes more depending on what turns up. Does it get, I was going to say, does it, do you do it less as your, as your list gets sort of filled out? Um, I mean, theoretically at some point, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, uh, that shows up, uh, within well, what I consider like my my Twitch range is pretty far. So, like I've driven to Miami, Florida, from Columbus, oh my God. and back. Wow, a regular weekend. So, okay, like, I've left work on Friday. Um, okay. you know, normal people. I like. What are you doing this weekend? And they're like, Oh, I might cut the grass. And I was like, And I'm I'm over there like. How about you not bother me because I'm clocking out at, you know, 501 on the dot. I'm driving to Miami, Um, which we have like a Miami, Ohio. And people Uh always ask that. And they're like, you mean Miami? And I'm like, no, no. Uh, I'm going to drive. How many states away is that? Too many. Um, <laughs> that's that middle part, Heather, where there are all those other states. I know. That's a lot of states. It's too I many think if states. If you wanted to minimize it, uh, you could go Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. Uh, usually my route goes Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. This is usually the route that I would take. That's... That's more than five states. In a weekend. In a whole, in in one fucking weekend. (laughs) It's insane. That's right. That's the way to do it. So what shows up for you to drive to Miami? Like what kind of bird brings you to Miami? Yeah. So last year, um, red-legged thrush showed up. Okay. So. Uh, the first time it showed up, it showed up twice last year, and good thing too, because I had one real bad twitch, and then one really good twitch. So, <laughs> so you went to Florida twice that year? Yes. Oh my god! For so, the same bird. Yeah. When that first one showed up, it actually so red-legged thrush. It was this when it showed up the first time. It was a second ABA record. And it actually showed up in the same park as a Bahama Mockingbird. 
um, which isn't quite as rare, but it's still an ABA code four. Um, and it was near, it was about a half an hour north. Uh, yeah, about half an hour north of a Key West quail dove as well. So <laughs> there were a ton of really good birds in a very small area. So, um, so I'm not like the greatest, like I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm a birder. But like I didn't know that there was like like a code for ABA like 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 a, like a code four code four. It's a code four bird. Okay. Yeah. Wait, have you have you seen the 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 biggest or the the big year movie? You know I haven't. Oh <laughs> my okay. god, that's not good. Uh, Can all I right. just interject right now because red-legged thrush sounds like something you need antibiotics for, and that's all <laughs> I can think about. <laughs> I'm just like. Every time you say it, I feel like a little itchy. Yeah, he uh, was actually looking at his. Yeah, leg. I'm, I'm like, looking oh. looking at my legs. I was yeah. in the park today, though. I should probably do a tick check. Okay, so you're down in Florida. You're twitching. Looking for thrushes. Looking for, looking for <laughs> red legged thrushes. Yeah. So yeah, so I I actually I drove through the night, uh, which is is pretty normal. Um, and if you leave work at five, you get to like, if you leave work in Columbus at five, you get to the traffic, Lauderdale, Miami area yeah. uh, around like eight or 9 a.m. Oh, wow. So, um, so the first time I go down and all these birds are supposed to be in the area, I knew this, this one park, the Bahama Mockingbird was supposed to be like right in the par parking lot. So, and it had been there for like a week. So, in a parking um, lot? In the parking lot of this park. Okay, like, it's a park. All right. I'm yeah. Thinking yeah. like Walmart. No. Okay. <laughs> it's a, uh, no, it's a little park or I think it was a, a nature preserve. Um, what was it called? Lantana. I think it was Lantana Nature Preserve. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so pretty immediately I'm expecting to get this Bahama Mockingbird. And, you know, I'm looking around and there's quite a few northern mockingbirds and there is no Bahama Mockingbird. Um, but there are a lot of birders around. So I, you know, I asked a couple, you know, oh, have, has the Bahama Mockingbird been around at all? And I'm kind of like, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so already um, I was, pretty nervous for this. Um, so the park, excuse me. <clears throat> you can edit that out, right? Oh, yeah. This is all going <laughs> in the show. No. Great. Um, yeah, so the park, the park is not very big and it's full of birders. So I start walking around through all these different trails and everything and you know, you just kind of walk past people and like, oh, any luck today? Or, you know, any word on the, the red-legged thrush? You know, have you, you heard of anyone who's heard of anyone who's seen it today? And it's all negative reports. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, after a few hours of that, um, I started to get pretty worried. And... I think around, I don't know, probably around like two o'clock or something. I was like, 
I should go take a shot at this Key West Quail Dove. And I'll come back to this other park later. So I go down, it's like a half an hour drive down to this other park and figure out where the Quail Dove has been hanging out. And somebody tells me like, yeah, it was here, but at like 6 a.m. this morning and it hasn't been seen since. Oh man, <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. So I hung out there for probably like an hour or so. And, and somebody told me that it's kind of a dawn or dusk thing. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll go back to where the mockingbird was, to where the thrush was. I'll give that another go. And then I'll come back here. And I did not get any of those three. Oh, man. So <laughs> at this point, um, yeah, the only life bird I'd gotten was a black whiskered vireo at this point, which it's a good bird, but it's not. Drive to Florida over the weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not that kind of thing. Yeah. Um so um But you did yeah. but you but you did at least get it on another trip. Yeah. So I I that was a long ride home from that yeah. first one. <laughs> um but uh yeah the second one um that red legged thrush showed up again. It might have been the same individual or mm-hmm. it might have been a second one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough to tell. Um, but I was actually on that one already planning to be in Florida near Jacksonville, um, for a family reunion. My grandmother lives down there Okay. Um, and a couple other relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually just kind of tacked on an extra day and went down for those. Um, and that one, I got the red lady thrush, like. A few minutes after I got there, it like typical to me. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, although I think I think the day that I was there was the last day that I was that it was seen. Um, so I I think the red-legged thrush was last seen the evening of the day I saw it. And it was like I saw some story somewhere where like it was last seen kind of like hopping down this row of hedge where there was a feral cat, like, <laughs> like with, a, with a bottle of erythromycin. Well, yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, but I think in the Bahamas, they don't really have any like serious predators like that. So it probably was just like, Oh, hello cat. And then died. Right. Um, no, I don't like to think about it. But <laughs> feral cats again, keep your cats indoors. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so I got that, I got the thrush so quickly on that trip, um, that I actually went and got or went to look for a Zenaida dove that was kind of nearby. Um, I didn't get that one, um, but while I was there, I did get life bird. Uh, cave swallow and bronze cowbird and then at another spot nearby I got a smooth build ami a pair of them actually 
So it was really just the complete opposite experience. Uh, the other one, you know, I went down and had a bunch of birds that I could potentially get and didn't get any of them. And then on this one, you know, it was going to be redemption for this one bird and ended up getting a whole bunch of really good birds. So this is a really good point about um, twitching and, and might be really helpful for, for people who are listening. And even if you're not going to leave the county or the state, you know, you heard there's X bird at location Y, whatever. I'm just going to keep throwing out letters of the alphabet. Um, <laughs> how no do you know Ohio are named that way? <laughs> Town Y in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio is just a concept anyway. Um, how do you know if it's worth going to see this bird? Like what, what's on your, your checklist? What, what, what makes you think, yes, I'm going to do this or no, I'm definitely not going to like leave the County for this bird. Yeah. So it needs to be, it needs to fill in some gap on a list. So I don't really care about any state lists outside of Ohio, um, which some people do. Um, like I know Michiganders who are like really big about also keeping up their Ohio list and stuff like that. Uh, but for me, I just care about my Ohio list. So it has to either be like an Ohio state bird for me, or it has to be um, a lifer. Mm. So that's kind of rule number one. Um, if it's something that I can do just a there and back, um, which I would say is like a six hour one way drive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta, gotta quantify these things. Whoa. Uh, Then, then, then it's a little bit less, uh, less, you know, high stakes in planning it because it is something where you know i've i've had a couple i've just been like i'll wait and see if it's seen tomorrow morning and if it is i'll go um because a lot of birds you know a lot of the the real rares they show up during migration and if they're there in the morning they tend to stick around all day so like my first actually yeah my first ever chase was into indiana um and i think it was about a six hour drive um for a black-tailed goblet and that's exactly what i did we heard about it first on a friday night and i was just like well it's there in the morning i'll I'll grab some people and i'll go um and it did that's exactly how it worked out so Hmm. um ended up going and, and getting the bird. Um, if it's something longer where there's going to be like a night time, basically in between when you start driving and like when you're going to get there, that's mm-hmm. where it starts getting like a little more iffy because, you know, there's not going to be anyone sitting there looking at it all day long. Um, you know, giving you updates, that sort of thing. Hmm. So the really nice ones are the ones that are from the Caribbean. Um, So red-legged thrush 
would be a good example, except that I didn't get it that first time. But <laughs> a lot of those Caribbean birds, when they get blown off course and end up in Florida, um, they tend to just hang out because they're not really migrating anywhere. Um, they don't have that extreme, like, keep going, keep going instinct mm. that a lot of other birds do. Um, and it's, it just makes it more reliable for the most part. Um, it's also nice when there is, you know, an individual that um, maybe you didn't have a chance to go get it um, the first time that it showed up, but now, you know, it's the second year that presumably that same individual has shown up. Um, that's like a sign that it's a better twitch. Um, so there's, there's stuff like that, um, that goes into, you know, weighing your pros and cons of whether or not this is going to be a, a good trip or a bad trip. Did you, like, do you just remember that you, like, that you heard that it was there the year before, or do you have a spreadsheet or? Um, <laughs> a lot of it's, I mean. Back channels. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it's just remembering it. Um, a lot of times though, uh, you know, if you get a, a rare bird alert, um, the person who found it will often throw in there, you know, right. presumably the same individual as last year or something like that. And so um, what is your e bird or your bird alert set up like because it seems I mean like if you're if you're getting bird alerts from Florida like are you just getting bird alerts all day every like how is that how are you granularizing all the bird alerts yeah actually for stuff like that the most useful one is the just the Facebook page ABA the ABA right. rare bird alert right um I said that really like clunkily <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the best one for that is the ABA rare bird alert page on Facebook. Um, it's pretty carefully curated. So if you went right now and tried to tell it, you know, I had a Baltimore Oriole at my feeder uh, in Connecticut, um, that, would, that wouldn't make the page. <laughs> um, um, I think it's Nate Swick, actually. He was on the pod. Yeah, yeah I think he would be the he one. He wields so much power. Yeah, he yeah. perma-ban you. Yeah, yeah. He probably would. He would banish you to the birding shadow <laughs> realm. <laughs> Where you shall um, ne'er see a bird again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty good resource. Um, outside of that, uh, I, I do have the eBird, like ABA rare set up. Um, it's a little tougher to curate that though. So a lot of times that turns into like 30 reports of the same rough mm -hmm. and then like one other, one actual good bird buried mm -hmm. in there somewhere. Um, but there's a lot of just stuff that kind of makes the rounds through Facebook. There's at least one rarity that I learned about through birding memes. Um, oh yeah. Which uh, <laughs> I think was, there was a red warbler that showed up in Arizona. Um, and that was how I first heard about it. Somebody made a meme about it. Wow. Like, 
And I was like, wait a minute, is this talking about something real? And I then actually went and found the dealer. Arizona is outside of my range though. So yeah. did not, okay. did not so that's that. that's too far for that's you. That's too far. Yeah. It's just outside, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you've either sold it or not to people. <laughs> there yeah. are people who are listening who are like I think this is for me. I just need an excuse to drive to it's just, Miami. You just yeah. seem so normal, but then when you start talking about twitching is when I'm like, oh. Right. No, he's he different. really, he's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other like little logistical things that I kind of imagine I've just worked out for myself and other people would have to kind of work out for themselves so like oh he's got secrets yeah so like i found that um you know if i know i'm going to be driving through the night i've found that a very useful trick for helping yourself stay awake that entire time is not eating so oh. if like there's a bird that i know i'm going to go for after work on a friday like the last time i'll eat is lunchtime on that friday you are fucking weird like that is that is that's <laughs> fucking weird. Like well, that's it just helps. Yeah. That's see, we have a friend food. who he just eats gummy bears. He eats sour candy. Yeah. 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 Peach sour, sour, sour candy. Yeah, like sour patch kids and Yeah. Huh. But yeah. like not eating to like stay awake to drive all night to see a bird, that's a special that's a special that's weird a commitment. Heather. I mean, I, that's I mean, a commitment you're I to look, make. No, it is, it is because I get hangry and then I would get uh, into, yeah. I would get into a road rage incident yeah. and then I would end up on she national would. news for yeah. like ramming my car. <laughs> They'd be like this very angry woman in astronaut She's nappies, so just hungry. pulled somebody over, <laughs> dragged them out of the car. It really always comes back to the astronaut back. Really uh, I don't really get hangry as far as I know. Um, oh man. Told me at least my, my best friend who I bird with all the time um, does. Yeah. yeah. I think I've only really been the victim of it one time. <laughs> after that, I was after that you kept granola bars on hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also like just always kind of know where the nearest, you know, Arby's is. Yeah. Mm. But, no, I realized, <laughs> I realized at some point that, um, you know, if I were on a trip or if I had been up for a long time, um, you know, at some point I ate a meal and immediately after that felt like just ridiculously tired. And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't do that again. Mm. Um, so. It's because it's because like you're the blood, you know, you're you're body takes energy to process all that food and so that just goes straight to your stomach and then you're just like Uh, makes sense i prefer to stay awake with amphetamines (laughs) yeah see and if i'm gonna do it you know or cocaine yeah that's that's a very common um like thought that i have on these (laughs) you think about a lot on these yeah and a few times you know i've thought about you know why aren't there why aren't there any legal amphetamines? Right. Yeah. Someone should have figured this out. I now. think because they make people go crazy. Yeah. And they make your teeth fall out. Yeah. Um, 
watch Tiger King and you'll see why it's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I think I think that used to be what they do for like uh Yeah, truck drivers. Bomber pilots. Yep, bomber. Oh, yeah. yeah. Came in the um, um came in the MRE, right? Meals ready to eat. Get yeah. like your your freeze dried chip beef on toast and a uh an amphetamine. Yeah, and then they Delicious. just quietly were like, "Hey, why are pilots coming back and like talking about gremlins running yeah. around on the wings of their planes?" There's yeah. something on the wing. Maybe yeah. we should stop doing. That. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Whatever, whatever gets you to Miami. Exactly. Exactly. You do kind of have to just like driving. Um, <laughs> that's a big. Part. Okay, so then the question is, what kind of car do you have? Um, well, the old. The old Twitch mobile died um, back in uh, back in February, so I had a Honda Civic, mm-hmm. um, and now I have the larger and all-wheel drive equipped Honda HRV. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Honda Civic is like classic, mm-hmm. it's like beater. Get it? Yeah. On the miles, who gives a shit? It'll last forever. Yeah, it really does, and it. It has incredible uh, gas mileage too, which is a big deal. Which you Um, will need for twitching down to the bayou. (laughs) Yeah, in search of. So. This this is Scott's Scott's politely segueing into yeah, our final our final question. I know you know it's coming. You have actually listened to the show. Thank you. Wait, wait, that's a surprise, but I know oh, yeah. that it, I am he has to shocked. listen to something on his fourteen-hour drives. <laughs> yeah. He'll even so, listen to this podcast. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a foul mouths podcast if we didn't ask if you believe in the ivory-billed woodpecker. I do. You do. <laughs> So that's the short answer. Um, I I hold out hope for it. Um, I've been kind of thinking about the same as you, Sean. You know, I've been kind of thinking about, you know, how do I how do I pull off an expedition to like get the real, you know, photos, videos, feather samples, whatever will convince the rest of the world to believe. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've you'll get I've into heard about this and thought about this for, for quite so a long time. you'll is get it, into the canoe. No, James get... James gets his own canoe. <laughs> we're we're a we're a two canoe expedition at this point. With if James is that gung ho, we got two people manning the canoes. Everybody else just needs to fucking look for the goddamn bird. Yes, this Definitely. is perfect. All right, well, so we're up know, to two it, canoes. Do you want the long answer to that question, though? Do we? I don't know. Here's the thing. Just supporting this whole like trip to the bayou. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen in the news today that a um, the distinctive blue bee last seen in Florida in 2016 has recently been found again in Florida. Thought extinct. No longer. Hey, if there's, if there's hope for the blue bee... If there's hope for the blue bee, there's hope for the fucking ivory-billed woodpecker. That's all I'm saying. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have a tremendous amount of like 
skepticism even about Bigfoot. (laughs) Now this all makes sense. The individual sightings, you know, I've never seen one where I've been like, yep, that's, that looks right. You know, I've never (laughs) seen like a photo where I've just been like, I knew it. But (laughs) the idea that it could be out there and that like, it's been talked about for so long uh, by so many people. And like, even back to like Native American tribes, it's just, I don't know, something about it. And the fact that you can't like prove a negative, um, I don't know. It's a it's a better world if, if Bigfoot is lurking out in the woods somewhere. This ties really nicely into our new Scottish bot fan, uh, who could <laughs> definitely chime in with stories of Nessie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, good lord. So, <laughs> and well, whatever else he he's worried about. Oh yeah, what do they call what do they call fairies there? fairies is that where they call them like the fae the fae the fae that's irish but yeah that's what i was thinking but that's what i was thinking of the fae yeah scotland and ireland it's kind of like new york and philadelphia yeah it's all the same yeah it's all the same (laughs) we got one scottish listener now we have no scottish listeners it's all it's all between us and russia right the bots bots gonna quit in in fury yeah well james James Muller, James fucking Muller, Twitcher extraordinaire. Thank you for coming on the fucking show and telling us all these stories and teaching us about twitching and making us jealous that we can't reach out and touch Black Bernie and Warblers. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe next year. Maybe Um, next year. In any case, it was really fun to be on the podcast. No, it's really fun. Thank you so much. Anytime.